Welcome to Millennial Money Minutes, where we tackle tough personal finance topics in five minutes or less. With your host, Grant from MillennialMoney.com and Matt from DistilledDollar.com. Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about looking back to look forward. So Matt is always telling me about the, 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 the next or the history book that he's currently reading, or the set of history books that he's currently reading, and um, you know, talking about you know what can you learn you know from history. And there's a great Goethe poem. I don't know the exact line, but the the, the, the sense of it is that why waste your time solving problems that man solved over a thousand years ago? And the simple idea is like you know Aristotle and Socrates and you know philosophy through the ages they've grappled with these huge questions and while they haven't solved some of them they've certainly created models and frameworks and systems and a language with which to understand things like being and time and existence and meaning and passion and love and you know there's just an immense that, you know, the human condition has always been the human condition. And we tend to think, you know, Matt was just mentioning that, you know, the times we're living in are super unique, but, you know, man and woman and love and life and the cycle of life, you know, have been going through it for, you know, millions of years, uh, or at least thousands of years, if you don't believe in evolution. But regardless, it's a super long time period. And so how can we gesture back into history and learn things that we can, you know, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. And I was just mentioning to Matt, I think one of the biggest barriers is that the history feels often dense and distant. You know, you have to read an 800 page book to get an insight on something. Um, So I've always personally found it challenging to dive into, you know, historical narratives. So gosh, probably the last book that I've read, you know, the Ben Franklin book that Matt recommended, you know, I I had to push myself to read it just because I was like, I don't know if I want to read about this, you know, guy that's over 300 years old. It just seems so inaccessible to me. But because it was brought to life uh, by Walter Isaacson in such a beautiful way, I really felt like I was there. You know, I felt like I, I felt like the person was really personified, and that made learning about it much easier. I've always naturally more gravitated. I studied philosophy. I was a philosophy major. I've gravitated more towards philosophy and sort of a deep treatise on a specific subject. So it's hard for me to read an entire book about you know, uh, you know, the Mayans, for example, but very easy for me to read sort of a linguistic philosophy book written in the 17th century. And I think for me personally, it's because the philosophy book is like, this is about this one thing. And so I'm able to approach it very distinctly, but it sounds, what about you, Matt? I know I've rambled here a little bit, but you know, you learn a ton by looking back. Yeah, no, I mean, just from our previous conversation, looking back to look forward, I mean, nowadays we're bombarded with this whole concept that Everyone's always innovating. There's this new product, the new best thing on the market. Um, you know, look at people are drawn into Shark Tank, looking to hear that next big idea, the next billion-dollar product, the next you know multi-billion-dollar tech company. And so I think there's this situation where people are looking around that corner to see, oh, you know what, what we have right now isn't enough, and someone's going to create something down the road. And I think that's part of the marketing we're, we're embedded in. You know, Every year you get those ads for the new latest car, and you don't hear anything about the one that's just uh, six months old, a year old. And so you get bombarded with this, and this impacts the way we view the world. But if you look back over history, I mean, again, everyone's sort of viewed themselves as always living in um, you know, the modern era, at least recently in the, in the past number of generations. And so you can look back to things like the, the Mediterranean era of the, uh, the Renaissance and, and people pursuing uh, arts and trying to live a better lifestyle or, or whether it be um, through, you know, looking back at the classics and re, 
re-examining the role of uh, humanity and what we can contribute going forward. Um, you know, looking back to look forward is, is this principle that, um, you know, you might feel like you have a personal problem and it's unsolvable, but chances are hundreds and thousands of people have had that same problem and have written about it yeah. and have discussed it. And, you know, over era, uh, you know, many aeons here, um, ages, uh, you know, people looking at different empires, different points of view, different philosophies approaching and tackling the same problems throughout history. Yeah, I think it's a really good point because, you know, when you read about history, you think about history, you realize that so many things that are fundamental to humans, you know, obviously were the same back then. So love, you know, is part of all the narratives and greed and money. And, you know, there are these there are these strands that are very similar. And there's also just entirely different worldviews and views of a sense of self, like how people think about themselves has changed so radically through history. I mean, we're very privileged and lucky that we live in an age where we have the time to sit and listen to a podcast or, you know, we have access to an infinite amount of information. I mean, the paradox there is that there's so much information, you know, it's hard to know where to look, but we live in very fortunate times and you don't realize that, um, yeah, people, you know, there are answers to your questions out there and there's also different ways to look at the world. Like just sort of even the idea of an ego, like how people, you know, in the West think about themselves being different than people in the East. I mean, there's, there's foundational differences, um, around sort of sense of self and, and your place in the world. And I think because we live in the United States, there's this sort of like, um, sort of self-reliant, self-sufficient, sort of entrepreneurial mindset, sort of conquering the frontier. It's a very entrepreneurial vibe. Whereas like, you know, some places in the East, you know, the simple idea of like the ego doesn't exist. And I, I want to accept that I am nothing in this world. You know, it's the polar opposite of sort of an ego driven sense of self. So, I mean, long story short, you know, you can look back, whether it's into philosophy or religious studies or history. And, you know, just one of my personal challenges, I know Matt's like reading like 18 hours a day right now. And I am not, a, not at Matt's level by any means, but, you know, I'd love to, you know, I'll set a goal here to read kind of one, one or two history books every quarter, uh, you know, and, and just, um, in addition to philosophy books. So, yeah, I mean, I say you learn how universal these things are and it's, you know, humans haven't changed that much at the end of the day yeah. and sure there's different labels of religion or society, you know, dictates certain values or, or principles and people buy into, you know, different beliefs that might be totally opposite where they yell at each other across the table. But at the end of the day, um, human nature hasn't changed much in these thousands of years and we have examples of, you know, how people handle success, how they handle failure, how they move forward and how they invest their money and, and how they build a, a business or a set of skills or a network. You know, you have these examples time and time again, these open discussions. And so, um, you know, there's, I think there's value to be had in, uh, especially the, yeah, the financial narratives, looking back at entrepreneurs. Um, that's a big one. I, I love diving into biographies and, and learning, Hey, you know, What's uh, what's behind the curtain? Sure, we see the successes, but what were those hundred failures that led to that big success, that big you know billion dollar company acquisition, or or whatever it might be, um, that lucky break? You know, what were the countless hours where they turmoiled, um, where they had you know turmoil and they were dealing with stressful environments um, and situations and bankruptcies? You know, what led to that uh, frontier, and uh, how can you 
you know, move forward from there. Um, seeing people not only have their failures and their successes, but looking back at their lives and reflecting, especially that's the value of a biography or a historic narrative is it, you get the whole picture. It's not just a slice of someone at, at one age. It's someone looking back over decades. Their entire life. And, some cases. you know, yeah. in lucky cases, we have hundreds of years to look back and, and gain that perspective. And especially when it comes to investing, having that long time horizon really sets us up to best invest our time. And that's going to lead to the skills we acquire, the relationships we deepen, and the businesses and, and, and revenue that we bring in. So read some history. Go out, have some fun. Hope this was helpful and we'll chat with you soon. Thanks for listening to Millennial Money Minutes. If you liked this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. If you want us to cover a specific topic, use hashtag Millennial Money on Twitter or visit MillennialMoneyMinutes.com.